0: Deep Cover Patriot does not endorse terrorism or violence. The United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights provide remedies for redress of grievances. Look to the founders first for guidance on the preservation of the republic. <music> Patriots and other interested parties. May the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be in every part of your life. Today is Monday, March 7th, 2022. I am Deep Cover Patriot and the Republic Stands. <music> Persecution. This is paraphrased from the Christian Post, quote, a 14-year-old Christian student in Florida who was told to stop taking his Bible to school after he was repeatedly attacked and bullied by students and teachers alike for his faith has filed a lawsuit, quote, seeking significant damages because the school has destroyed his educational experience, unquote. The Dillon Law Group filed the 206-page lawsuit against Mater Academy, a public charter school in Hialeah Gardens, on behalf of Nicholas Ortiz through his parents, Rafael and Lourdes Ortiz, on Monday. According to the complaint, Ortiz, who is a high school freshman, began attending Mater Academy Cutler Bay in 2018 and remained enrolled until January 2022. During his time at the school, the teen would often take his Bible to school to read during his free time in a bid to further his faith, the suit states. However, many of his fellow students, school staff, and administrators did not like it. Quote, during a fall, 2021 classroom discussion, Nicholas's science teacher, Mr. Ardieta, singled out Nicholas in front of his peers and questioned him for believing in God. Mr. Ardieta insinuated that Nicholas was ignorant for believing in the Bible, the suit states. When Nicholas attempted to defend his beliefs, Mr. Ardieta cut him off and said in front of the class and during the classroom discussion, Nicholas should not believe the Bible. Students have threatened Nicholas publicly and privately with violence, both in general and on account of his faith, the lawsuit said lawsuit continues. On October 11, 2018, Mrs. Ortiz sent an email to the school notifying the school that, over the course of multiple days, students in Nicholas's PE class had threatened to hurt him. The students then exploited a personal relationship they had with the school's principal to wrongfully accuse Nicholas to get him expelled and rallied other students to exclude Nicholas from class participation. Unquote. Despite the complaint from Lords Ortiz, the lawsuit alleges that the school did not investigate her complaint, nor did they include the complaint in her son's student file. Nearly two months later, on December 4th, 2018, she sent another email to the school notifying them that her son was being bullied in math class. Quote, she stated that other children had told Nicholas that they were going to sacrifice him were taunting him and that they falsely accused Nicholas of having a knife in his bag, the lawsuit adds. In January 2019, Mrs. Ortiz emailed school administrators again after her son was falsely accused of taking a knife to school. By September that year, students began ripping his Bible. Quote, In September 2021, a group of students grabbed Nicholas's Bible from him while he was reading it during his free time at school. These students started throwing the Bible back and forth and then ripped pages off the book, sneering and ridiculing Nicholas for his faith, the complaint said. After the teen personally reported what happened, the lawsuit noted that, quote, in response to Nicholas's September 2021 incident complaint that his Bible was vandalized and he was being bullied for his Christian faith, Vice Principal Polito ordered Nicholas to stop bringing his Bible to school, unquote. If you believe this is a one-off or an isolated incident, I assure you, friends, it is not. There are many Christians being persecuted right now, many of them here, one of them may be. Russia. Several Russian banks said on Sunday they would soon start issuing cards on the Chinese UnionPay card operator system, coupled with Russia's own Mir network, after Visa and MasterCard said they were suspending operations in Russia. Ukraine. In October 2021, the U.S. Defense Threat Reduction Agency, DTRA, of the U.S. Department of Defense published on the U.S. government procurement website an additional agreement on combating highly dangerous pathogens. The document concerns the final stage of work on the launch of two bio laboratories in Ukraine in Kiev and Odessa. The additional agreement covers the equipping and training of personnel and commissioning of the facilities. The cost of the work is $3.6 million, but some figures in the document are hidden for reasons of secrecy. According to the document, the laboratories were more than 90% ready. However, the project's completion was delayed up to seven months from the date of signing the document, July, 2021, thus to the end of February, 2022. It is reported that the US has more than 400 bacteriological laboratories around the world, including at least 15 in Ukraine. There are exclusively American ones and they are financed at the expense of the US Department of Defense. The laboratories are located in Odessa, Venetia, Užgorod, Lvov has three, three more in Kiev, Kherson, Kurnopol, and near Crimea and Lugansk. The functioning of American bio laboratories in Ukraine started during the presidency of Viktor Yushchenko and the premiership of Yulia Tymoshenko, August 29, 2005. At that time, cooperation agreements were signed between the U.S. Department of Defense and the Ministry of Healthcare of Ukraine for the prevention of proliferation technologies. Read that as growth of body tissue by cell division, pathogens, and expertise that can be used for the development of biological weapons. In fact, the work in the laboratories is carried out under the program of biological experiments. The budget is $2.1 billion and is funded by the U.S. Defense Threat Reduction Agency. The Scientific and Technical Center in Ukraine, an international organization funded by the American authorities and whose staff have diplomatic immunity, has also become involved in this activity. This organization is engaged in financing projects for the creation of weapons of mass destruction. After the launch of bio-laboratories in Ukraine, there were outbreaks of infectious diseases. In Ternopol in 2009, there was a virus that caused hemorrhagic pneumonia. Its victims were 450 Ukrainians. In 2011, there was an outbreak of cholera in Ukraine. 33 people died. Three years later, cholera was diagnosed already in 800 citizens. Another year later, more than 100 cases of cholera were recorded in Nikolaev. In January 2016, 20 soldiers died from an influenza-like virus in Kharkov, and more than 200 were hospitalized. Two months later, 364 deaths were recorded in Ukraine. The reason is swine flu of the same strain of influenza that led to the global pandemic in 2009. In 2017, in Nikolaev, there was an outbreak of hepatitis A. In the summer of the same year, there were similar hotbeds of infection in Zaporozhye and Odessa, and in the autumn, in Kharkov. These are the primary targets of Russia's special operation in Ukraine, along with military installations and weapons depots. The liberation and protection of Russian citizens and Ukrainian Russians in the Donbass region of Lugansk and Donetsk has been an ongoing operation for the past eight years. On Sunday the 6th of March, Russia published documents which show Ukraine was working on biological weapons near Russian borders, such as anthrax and plague, and that the Pentagon has been instructed to destroy them, violating Article 1, UN Prohibition of Biological Weapons. These are US-funded labs. On Saturday night, March 5th, President Putin instructed his government to compile a list of countries that have imposed sanctions against Russia within the next 48 hours, according to RIA Novosti. On February 21st, addressing the nation with regard to the treacherous violation of the international agreements by the Ukrainian authorities and the offensive of Ukrainian military forces against the population of the eastern provinces, President Putin expressed his concern with the plight of the Orthodox faithful in Ukraine. Quote, the onslaught on the Ukrainian Orthodox Church of the Moscow Patriarchate is in the works in Kiev. This is hardly an emotional expression, but rather a statement based upon the available documentary evidence, said the president. President Putin went on, Quote, the regime in Kiev has cynically converted the tragedy of the church schism into an instrument of their administration. In spite of the appeals of the faithful, law Laws and regulations curbing their religious rights have not been repealed. Moreover, new legislative initiatives have been registered in Kiev aimed at the persecution of Orthodox clergy and millions of believers who remain faithful to the Ukrainian Orthodox Church of the Moscow Patriarchate. Now, do you understand that what is happening is much more than a border skirmish? This is the beginning of a war that will decide the fate of the Christian Church and all the faithful. Read Revelation and you will understand why nearly the entire world is uniting against Russia, China and Taiwan. The Chinese government has been preparing to launch an evacuation operation, helping citizens of China, Hong Kong, and Macau to leave Ukraine. Unsurprisingly, Taiwanese people holding specific certificates are also eligible for the evacuation registration, which reflects China's official claim over Taiwan's sovereignty. The Taiwanese government immediately rebuked China's inclusion of Taiwanese citizens in the evacuation plan. On Saturday, the Chinese government warned against foreign interference in its relations with Taiwan as it released a new report pledging to resolve the issue of Taiwanese independence, quote, in the modern era, unquote. During remarks at the opening of China's parliament meeting, Chinese Premier Li Keqiang stood by the One China Principle, which states that Taiwan is part of a unified China, quote, we will advance the peaceful growth of relations across the Taiwan Strait and the reunification of China, unquote. He also said, quote, we firmly oppose any separatist activities seeking Taiwan independence and firmly oppose foreign interference. All of us, Chinese on both sides of the Taiwan Strait, should come together to advance the great and glorious cause of China's rejuvenation." Taiwan's Mainland Affairs Council responded by saying that public opinion in Taiwan opposes the political framework, military intimidation, and diplomatic suppression imposed by China, unquote, and that Taiwan remains a, quote, force for regional peace and stability, unquote. Friends, the China-Taiwan issue will not be resolved peacefully. This conflict, once it begins, will spread like wildfire, drawing in Japan, Australia, the U.S., and many other countries in the South China Sea almost as if by design. The Biden regime. This is not a B headline. Senior Biden regime officials are traveling to Venezuela today to meet with Maduro's regime. That meeting was ostensibly to ensure that the flow of Venezuelan oil to the United States would begin and be unimpeded. We shall see. The State Department updated its travel advisory to Russia, directing U.S. citizens in the country to leave immediately. In the revised travel advisory last Saturday morning, the State Department said that due to the possibility of attacks and harassment on U.S. citizens, limited availability to help those who stayed behind, and complications from COVID-19 travel protocols, it was advising people to leave the country. Traveling to the country, which currently is a Level 4 do-not-travel threat, was also also not advised. Quote, U.S. citizens residing or traveling in Russia should depart immediately. Limited commercial flight options are still available. Overland routes by car and bus are still also open. Unquote. The State Department Directive continued, If you wish to depart Russia, you should make arrangements on your own as soon as possible. If you plan to stay in Russia, understand the U.S. Embassy has severe limitations on its ability to assist U.S. citizens, and conditions, including transportation options, may change suddenly. It has been revealed that Fox News and Newsmax were two of the media entities that took federal money to push COVID-19 vaccines on their audiences. The Blaze filed a FOIA that discovered the following, quote, Health and Human Services revealed that it purchased advertising from major news networks including ABC, CBS, and NBC, as well as cable TV news stations, Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC, legacy media publications, including the New York Post, the Los Angeles Times, and the Washington Post, digital media companies like BuzzFeed News and Newsmax, and hundreds of local newspapers and TV stations. These outlets were collectively responsible for publishing countless articles and video segments regarding the vaccine that were nearly uniformly positive about the vaccine in terms of both its efficacy, and safety, unquote. Newsmax's founder, Christopher Ruddy, even wrote a groveling op-ed calling for people to submit to the vax, quote, at Newsmax, we have strongly advocated for the public to be vaccinated. The many medical experts who have appeared on our network have been near unanimous in support of the vaccine, Ruddy said, quote, I myself have gotten the Pfizer vaccine. There's no question, in my mind, countless lives would have been saved if the vaccine was available earlier, unquote. Fox News and Newsmax are classic controlled opposition. They are a big reason why the Republicans always lose to Democrats even when they are supposedly winning. President Trump has been an antidote to them, but organizations like Fox News and Newsmax must be deposed before the right wing can truly thrive. UFC star Bryce Mitchell, in a panel discussion following a fight, was asked about Ukraine and his responses is patriotic and well-reasoned as it gets. This is Bryce Mitchell.
1: I just wanted
2: to get your thoughts on the whole Russia and Ukraine situation. You know, um, here's my first thought: is I'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians. I'm staying at home. And when the war comes to Arkansas, I will dig my boots in the ground and I will die for everything I love. And I will not retreat if this country is invaded and Everybody's saying, well, we got we to gotta evacuate. We got to leave. We gotta, I will not. I will dig my boots into Arkansas soil, and I will fight for the people that I love, for the land that I love, and the way of life that I love. But I'm not going overseas to fight. I don't know what's going on, to be honest, brother. I really don't. There's so much stuff, and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's been so much political corruption in that area. You got Biden and his son making a shit ton of money off of uh, and using our tax dollars to bribe their people that's treasonous in my opinion uh so you got hunter biden and his son using our tax dollars hey if if ukrainian government if you don't do this we're taking your tax dollars he shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country anyway we got veterans out here sleeping on the street and you're going to give our freaking tax dollars to these ukrainians and all the, i brother i don't know what's going on over there but I'm not going over there and fighting, and God bless anybody that's over there is fighting, and I hope that this shit just gets solved. And Man, I don't like war. You know what I mean? I don't want people dying and all that stuff. I don't want to be—I don't know what's going on. There's so much stuff that I think that's corrupted that we just don't know what's truly going on over there, and I just
0: I pray all those people are safe. We need more men like this in the fight for our republic. God bless Bryce Mitchell. Josh Mendel served as the 48th Treasurer of Ohio from 2011 to 2019. A member of the Republican Party, he previously was the Ohio State Representative for the 17th District from 2007 to 2011. On March 4th, Mandel said oppression of political dissidents in Canada was a beta test for incoming persecution of their American counterparts, on Friday's edition of Sirius XM's Breitbart News Daily with host Alex Marlowe. Coordination between the Canadian government, technology companies, and the country's largest banks to harm participants and supporters of the Freedom Convoy is a preview of what can happen in the United States, Mendel warned. Quote, when you look at what Trudeau did, you look at what the big tech companies, you look at what the big banks did up there, they're coming here next, unquote. Mendel cautioned his audience of the past as prologue, quote, I'm saying this to your listeners, they are coming after us next. The infrastructure is there, the beta test is complete, and next is against the American people," unquote. Convoy. If American patriotism is alive and well, it may very well be in the Drucker convoy, in their supporters, in the millions of people who cheered on their progress to near, but not to, the nation's capital but it is very much alive and well in Charlotte, North Carolina. On March 5th, soccer fans set a major league soccer record for attendance, and they also demonstrated their patriotism. When the microphone failed during the singing of the national anthem, nearly 77,000 fans answered the call and belted out one of the most inspiring renditions of the Star Spangled Banner this old patriot has ever heard in my life. Listen to tens of thousands of patriots sing a love song to the symbol of our republic. is what it sounds like to be a true American patriot. And if listening to it doesn't bring tears to your eyes, you are either a Ukrainian Nazi or a Chinese communist. In the interest of letting off a little steam, here are some headlines that the Babylon Bee writers pitched to Kyle Mann but were rejected. Betty White mysteriously silent on Ukraine invasion. Kamala Harris reviews the Batman. He's a man who looks like a bat who fights bad guys. Janitor squeezes Fauci into storage closet between Greta Thunberg and Cindy Sheehan. CNN replaces COVID death counter with Ukraine death counter. People who haven't changed profile picture to Ukrainian flag added to FBI terror watch list. Local man protests Russia by returning mail-order bride. Pelosi rubs four legs together and signal for her insect hordes to commence their uprising. In protest against Russia, vodka is to be renamed Happy Potato Juice. After announcing support for funding police, ending mandates, enforcing borders, Biden now frontrunner for Republican nomination. Putin dons President Z masks so Apple will still do business in Russia. Oh no, confused Biden gives State of the Confederacy And my favorite, State of the Union moved to 3.30 p.m. to accommodate Biden's bedtime. The head of the Russian church addressed the Ukrainian conflict. I urge the entirety of the Russian Orthodox Church to offer earnest and fervent prayer for the earliest restoration of peace. On March 5th, His Holiness Patriarch Kirill of Moscow and all Russia addressed the arch pastors, pastors, monks, and all faithful children of the Russian Orthodox Church, quote, Your beatitude, your eminences, dear fathers, brothers, and sisters, it is with deep and heartfelt pain that I perceive the suffering of the people caused by the events that are taking place. As Patriarch of all Russia and primate of the Church, whose flock is in Russia, Ukraine, and other countries, I deeply empathize with all who those touched by the trouble. I urge all parties to the conflict to do everything possible to avoid casualties among civilians. I appeal to the bishops, pastors, clergy, and laity to provide all possible assistance to all those affected, including refugees, people left homeless and without means of livelihood. The Russian and Ukrainian peoples share a centuries-long history dating back to the baptism of Russia by the Holy Prince Vladimir equal to the apostles. I believe that this God-given commonality will help to to overcome the divisions and contradictions which have led to the present conflict. I urge the entirety of the Russian Orthodox Church to offer earnest and fervent prayer for the earliest restoration of peace. Through the intercession of the most pure Mother of God and all the saints, may the Lord protect the Russian, Ukrainian, and other peoples who are spiritually united by our church. Signed, Kirill, Patriarch of Moscow and all Russia, May God bless the patriarch and all of the brothers and sisters of the church in this fight for good against evil in these end times. Stay safe, be vigilant, pray, pray, pray. Remember to call upon the name of Jesus Christ, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I pray in Jesus' name, God have mercy upon me, a sinner. May God bless you and God save the Republic, amen.
1: For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy That relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence on infiltration instead of invasion on subversion instead of elections on intimidation instead of free choice on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day it is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned. No rumor is printed. No secret is revealed.